Hi everybody. So today I am going to be doing um, basically a podcast about all of my favorite authors and their backlist that I want to read. So I think I have a shelf on my Goodreads um, account where I have a bunch of backlist books that I want to read from authors that I enjoyed or I know that like I read a series of theirs. I know they have another series or what what have you. But I wanted to like fine tune it because I think this is something I want to do next year where I try to work my way through backlists of authors that I really enjoy. Um, I don't know how practical this is because I, I'm having a baby and I don't know how much reading I'm going to do. I think I set my goal for like 60 books. I think it's like five books a month. Um, I think that's what I set my goal for. If I go over that, that's fine. But I literally don't know what to anticipate as far as reading goes next year um so we'll see but I wanted to kind of there's a lot of authors that I really enjoy and I'm always like in the back of my mind I'm thinking like oh I need to read like the rest of the books that they've written because if I like one I'm sure I'll like others or I like their writing style things like that every fucking time I record a podcast there's a truck that goes by it's just like inevitable Um, And I'm pretty sure nobody can ever hear them. So the trucks going by are the new dogs in the background. You can't hear it, but I can hear it and it makes me insane. Anyway, so um, I just randomly sat down and decided I was going to make a list and whatever. And um, a lot of these books, I'm like, oh, I've read like six books by this author. And then I'm like, oh, I also want to reread all six books I've already read because I don't remember them. So I don't know what this means for next year because... A lot of these books, like I said, I've already read, so it's counterproductive to me to just read books that I've already read all over again. But then again, I'm trying to figure out, like, I need to make sure, like, my mental state is good when I bring a baby into this world and, like, after I bring a baby into this world. And I feel like a good way to do that is to read books that I really enjoy versus trying to force myself to slog through books that I don't enjoy. Um, I don't know when this podcast is going out, but I know a lot of the books that I've read recently, I'm just like, well... It was what it was. And I don't want that to be my reading situation, especially if I'm not able to read as much next year as I would like. So potentially next year, I'm just going to reread books that I've already read. It's just going to be a whole big reread of a year. Potentially, I'm just reading all of these authors. And unfortunately, most of these authors are white. Um, There's not a lot of diversity in my favorites, um, which is unfortunate. But a lot of my favorites have been my favorites since high school, and I haven't really branched out very much. Um, there are definitely newer people on here as well, but I've read all their books, so it doesn't really count. So what I did was I knew some of my favorite authors just like automatically, like Rochelle Mead, um, Jojo Moyes, Jodi Picoult, like those kind of people. Like I already knew those automatically, um, Lauren Barnhall, things like that. But then what I decided to do was I went to Goodreads and any book I gave five stars to, I decided to put them on the list as well. And all of the authors on this list are fantastic, so I have no doubt in my mind. Um, I don't (laughs) talk at all about J.K. Rowling on this book uh, or on this podcast. I obviously love Harry Potter. It has done things for my soul. And I know that she has a lot of books that a lot of people really like under, um, I think Robert Galbraith is her pen name or whatever. Um... I will not be reading any of her backlist because I just, I'm not going to do it. Um, I will never not continue to promote Harry Potter on this podcast because I love Harry Potter. I understand that JK Rowling is maybe not everyone's favorite person and I think that's fair. And in that, I will not continue. I do have The Casual Vacancy. I do own that book and that is a book that I want to read at some point because I own it. But other than that, like all of her Robert Galbraith books and things like that, like I will not be diving into So, um, yes, Harry Potter books are my favorite, but no, I will not be diving into her books on this podcast, um, in this podcast, whatever. Um, so did I already say that? Yeah. Anybody I gave a five-star rating to, I added to this list. Um, so let's get into it. So when I think about my favorites, the first person that pops in my head is usually Lauren Barnhold or Rochelle Mead. Rochelle Mead is the author of probably my favorite series, like probably more than Harry Potter, if I'm honest. Um, I can never truly decide if it is, but she wrote the Vampire Academy series, which I love so, so much. Um, my friend Alyssa recently read them, and she was, like, hooked. And then I think she went on and read the Bloodline series, which I have not even read, which I'll get to that in a second. 
Um, Vampire Academy is six books long and I would definitely like to reread that. Um, just because always, like I'm always rereading it. It's just perpetually good vibes for me. Um, I own the spinoff series Bloodlines. I think there's six books in that series as well. I think I own four of them. I think, um, because I got some self-control when I realized I wasn't actually reading them. I don't know, but, um, I haven't read them for some reason and I don't know why. I don't feel like I need to explain the Vampire Academy because I feel like I've done that over and over again, but Bloodlines follows Sydney, who's the alchemist, and she like helps Rose get out of trouble and things like that. And it kind of follows like her world and like the things that she does. So it's not necessarily vampires. I don't think it's more like handling of the vampires and things like that, but it's six books. Vampire Academy is fantastic, so I'm sure Bloodlines is also fantastic. Um, I need to ask Alyssa because I think that she was going to dive right into those. And I was like so jealous that she's going to read those. But for some reason, I always like instead of starting Bloodlines, I'm always like, well, first I want to reread Vampire Diary or Vampire Academy because they're just so good. So I just like want to reread them. So I'm in that like mind space. And then I get through all of those books and then I'm reading other things. And then I just don't ever pick Bloodlines up. So I think I've actually picked it up like one time. I've read like a chapter and then I put it down and then I just like was reading other things and I never came back to it, but I need to get to it because I love it. Um, the rest of her books look a little weird. Um, honestly, the Vampire Academy books look weird as well, but I ended up giving them a shot. So I feel like I should probably do the same for the rest. Vampire Academy was like an obscure book series. My dad, my dad always buys me random books. Like it's a thing that he's kind of always done. It's like one of the few good things that like my father has done for me. I feel like, um, no shade. I'm just saying, but he would just like randomly on Christmas buy me different books and just usually they were random. Usually I was like, what the fuck is this? Like whatever. But these were books and they sat on my shelf for a really long time. And one day I just looked at them and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to read them. And I was like, oh my God, these have been sitting on my shelves for so long and I haven't read these and they're so good. And I instantly had to buy like the rest of them in the series and it was like whole thing. Um, so even though her books look a little weird, I think I need to give them a shot because these also looked weird and I gave them a shot and I do not regret it. Um, she has a four book series called Dark Swan, which seems like some sort of demon situation. Like this girl helps spirits cross over or like banishes spirits. Um, the voice in the synopsis sounds very similar to Rose from Vampire Academy. So I'm intrigued for that, like, because if they're similar badass little girl characters like whatever like I'm into it um there's also a three book series called the glittering court which has selection vibes it's about a girl who's trying to escape an arranged marriage show an arranged marriage so she joins this program called the glittering court which makes impoverished girls um into like upper class ladies and it's something that she is good at because she originally comes from upper class so it sounds interesting. There's some like also weird series about a futuristic world and religious experiments that has higher ratings than our other books. But for me, this is like bottom of the list situation because I don't fully understand the synopsis. There's another six book series called the Georgia Georgina Kincaid series that sounds similar to the Dark Swan series. It's also about demons and like working in hell and the reviews are good, but there's like a weird vibe to them. So I really don't really know if I'll be reading them. And then the rest of the things that she's written are just like random. I'm not interested in whatever. So She's definitely an obscure author. She writes about, like, dead creatures, basically. Like, I don't know. She's definitely, like, not a cookie cutter, like, whatever. But um, I really love Vampire Academy, so I feel like I need to give her other things a try. Sarah Dessen is an OG favorite from high school. Her books are usually, like, pretty good. They give you good vibes. They're good feelings. Like, they make you feel nostalgic. Um, I just feel, like, gooey feelings when I read her books. Um, one of her one of her books, The Truth About Forever, is like one of my favorite books of life. Like I need to reread it to make sure that it's still up there because it's like literally top three. It's like top three favorite book of life. Um, but I haven't reread it in a while. I pulled it out, I think, and I put it on my book cart because I was like, I need to reread this, but I just haven't yet. Um, but it's about this girl who meets this boy who like pulls her out of her shell. Basically, I don't really remember. Um, I just remember being obsessed. Um, along for the ride, I did not love. It's about a girl spending the summer with her dad, who's like a dick and is forming, like she's forming a relationship with her stepmom. And then she meets this boy. What happened to goodbye? I liked, it's about a girl who's like always on the move with her dad. And then she starts to kind of like put down roots in this town that they end up in. I liked the rest of the story, which is about a girl spending the summer with her mom's family after her mom dies and like kind of re-getting to know them. And then I loved Once and for All, which is about the daughter of a wedding planner. And then 
Um, I'm pretty sure the rest of the story and once and for all are her two newest books. So then she has a ton of other books um, that I meant to read in high school and just never got to. And then I've just kind of carried it in my brain that like I want to read these at some point. And like the further I get from high school, the further like the more silly it seems for me to read these, but whatever. Um, I have read Just Listen, but I don't remember anything about it. It's about a girl who like loses her best friend and then starts hanging out with like a bad boy or something. I don't remember. Um, I'm so winded. (laughs) Um, this lullaby has never interested me. I'm pretty sure it's like a short story, but it's about a girl who wants to break up with her boyfriend, but for some reason she can't. Lock and Key is about a girl whose mom abandoned her, so she goes to live with her sister that she hasn't seen in a decade, and then now she's going to this like fancy school and she has fancy things, but she's like not sure about how she feels about it. Someone Like You is about a girl whose best friend's boyfriend dies and then the best friend ends up pregnant. This seems like a little dark for Sarah Destin to me, but you know. Dreamland is about a girl who has a bunch of things going on in her life, but she's dating this guy and it feels like a dream and it like kind of takes her away from her real life. Keeping the Moon is about a girl who goes to stay with her aunt during the summer and verbatim, it says she's known for being fat and easy and she has no friends but she makes friends at a cafe she starts working at. I'm not sure how I feel about the fat and easy in literally the synopsis, but we'll see. Saint Anything is a book I think I DNF'd before I even knew what DNFing meant. I think it's like a book I started and then put down and then like never went back to. But it's about a family where this girl's brother gets into a drunk driving accident and he goes to jail and like how that affects everyone. That Summer is about a girl whose father is getting remarried. The Moon and More is about a girl who has like the perfect boyfriend, but she's been feeling like perfect isn't enough. And then a new boy comes to town and I think she's like second guessing herself. And then she's trying to figure out like what she wants for the rest of her life. And then How to Deal is what the movie with Mandy Moore is based off of. And I think it's possible, it's possible that I read this like years and years and years ago, but I don't remember it. I also want to rewatch the movie again because I kind of remember the movie like hitting me really hard. Like I remember it being like a big like, oh, like to the chest. Um, it's, I think it's like basically about like what happens when your like life is flipped upside down, flipped upside down or something. I remember Mandy Moore does like headstands a lot in the movie because she's like trying to flip her life back over or something. Um, so yeah, she has a ton of books and, um, I will probably read them all at some point. I might be in my fifties reading them. I don't know. We don't care. It's totally fine. Um, I will say one thing that I noticed like later on reading these books is that a lot of them connect like they'll just casually mention like the cafe that this one girl worked in or they'll casually mention like a character from another book or something and I love the way that they connect just just in the lightest bit like just barely briefly can you tell that they connect but I think it's like really cute the way that they connect um they don't have anything to do with each other. Like, they're not at all, like, series or anything like that. But I think she just puts in, like, little Easter eggs in her books of, like, if you've read all of her books, then you know that this is, like, she's referencing that book and she's referencing this book and that kind of thing. And I think that's really cute and adorable. And, like, if I were a writer of, like, teen books like that, I feel like I would like to do that. But I don't think I would be smart enough to do that, so I don't know. But I just think it's a cute little thing that she does. And like I said, she's got a zillion books, so I've got a lot of material to work with. Lauren Barnhold was forever one of my favorite authors. She wrote Two Way Street, which I adore so, so much. It is my very favorite book, unless I reread it and I hate it, but I'm pretty sure I read it like two years ago and it still was just as good and I loved it just as much. It's about a girl who goes on a road trip with her college ex, she goes on a road trip to college to like move in with her ex-boyfriend and they're like kind of dealing with their breakup in the car and it's just so good. I love it so, so much. And I normally don't love dual perspectives, but it's dual perspectives and it's so good and I love it so, so much. It's it's my literally number one with a bullet. When someone asks me my favorite book, that's what I say. Um, Lauren Barnhall is a very good example of an author that I read a shit ton of in high school and I cannot for the life of me, for the life of me remember most of these books. So a lot of these books I'm like, huh, I want to reread that. I don't remember that. Oh, like there's just a lot. So I feel like I'm going to be doing some rereading of her books, even though there's a couple, I think, of her books that I haven't read. I still am like, well, you know, I just, I I don't really remember this one. I remember it being good. So I just need to reread it. So we will see how that goes. Um, I, love how she writes she writes like really light young adult like they're always like I feel like older high school age like 16 um and there's always like relationships and parties and friendship breakups and things like that and so it's just like a very like emotional raw like juicy 
kind of books. Um, One Night That Changes Everything is about a girl whose ex-boyfriend has her notebook that she lists everything that she wants in. I remember nothing about this, but we're going to reread it. Sometimes It Happens is about a girl whose boyfriend breaks up with her and her best friend leaves for the summer and she ends up starting a thing with her best friend's boyfriend and then they all deal with the fallout when they go back to school. Sounds fantastic. I remember none of it. (laughs) The Thing About the Truth is about a girl who is sort of uppity and she ends up dating this guy from like the wrong side of the tracks and they start a relationship that they keep in secret. I have brief flashes in my head of this, but I don't remember. Right of Way is considered a companion novel to Two-Way Street, and I don't remember if they're overlapping characters or if it's just because the road trip feel is similar, but it's about these two exes, and they both go to a wedding together, and I remember liking it a lot. Like, it was not at all as good as Two-Way Street, but I'm pretty sure it was, it was close. It was pretty good. Aces Up is about a girl who gets invited to join a secret poker society where they count cards for money, and I remember this being super fun, but I don't remember very much. I think, like, most of it takes place in a hotel, which is, like, juicy when you're talking about teenagers. Reality Chick is about a girl who goes on a real-world type TV show and her whole life ends up on TV and, like, not in a good way. I'm pretty sure she has, like, a breakup and there's, like, drama and things like that. Um, I think I want to say, I don't know why, but I want to say this was the first Lauren Barnhold book I read and I want to say it might even be her first book, but that's just, like, me literally guessing. Um, So, like I said, I could basically reread all of those because I read them in high school and I remember nothing about them, but the ones I have not read yet are Through to You, which is about opposites attracting and two people who don't really belong together falling for each other there's a three book series called moment of truth which is about a girl who sends herself an email freshman year to be delivered to her senior year and I guess she's like living her life a lot differently than she had planned and so it's like her dealing with that there's a four book novella series called at the party that seems like short little scandalous versions of her other books like boyfriends best friend drama etc and then lastly there's a 19 freaking book series called the witches of santa anna that seems similar to her other books but with like witch powers and it says they're novellas so I guess they're not like super long but we'll see but I feel like I want to reread the ones that I haven't read over these that I haven't but I need to just read her whole catalog so that way I can just say I've done it but until then. Meg Cabot is another author who I read a lot of when I was in high school and then I read Princess Diaries like the complete series um like a few years ago and then that has like sort of stayed with me the princess diaries is obviously the series that the movie is based off of but they're so so good they're all in like diary form but I like it because she puts in like random lists and like homeworks and chats and things and it's not just straight like dear diary blah 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 um there are like 11 books some of them are short novellas and then there's like a few add-on books that you can read after the fact as well there's like I think it I think in like the last book she writes a book or something which is really weird and then like that book is another book you can read like it's by Meg Cabot but it's like by Mia Thermopolis so there's that but they're really good and that's been in the back of my mind like I want to reread those because I just had such a fun time reading them and they're just such they just make you feel good and they're just like such cute I have said it several times but I love it when there's like chats and emails and things like that so like just these like casual lists or like to-do lists and things like that like it's just like so adorable and I love it There is a series called All-American Girl. I've read the first book, but I don't think I enjoyed the first book very much, and I had no idea that it continued. Um, It's about this girl who saved the president, and then she starts dating the president's son, I think. I could reread it again because, like, you know, whatever. There's the Airhead series, which is another trilogy. I think I read the first two books, and I didn't read the last one. I don't know why, but I would read these again because... Surprise, I don't remember anything, but it's about a girl who wakes up in, like, a supermodel's body. Like, she has, like, some sort of brain injury or something, and, like, the supermodel does too or something, and then she wakes up, and she's, like, in her body, and she's all of a sudden a supermodel, and I think that was really fun. Pants on Fire I read in high school, but it means, like, little to me now. It's something about a town pageant situation, and the synopsis says that she's juggling two boyfriends, which I don't remember, but, like, Pants on Fire, she's, like, making out with someone on the cover, so, like, I guess that makes sense. And I also remember I learned the word... (laughs) which I'm going to butcher, uh, K-Hogs in this book. I think they're like clams or something. They're like the K-Hog town or something. Co-Hogs. I think it's K-Hogs. Um, they're like clams or something. I think this takes place in like fucking Maine or something. I don't know. Um, but I remember that being like a very difficult word to try to read when I was in high school. It's like, what the fuck? Um, she has a ton of series and she has a few standalones. I think I remember checking Jinx out from the library, but I was confused because I thought it was part of a series and so I never like actually read it. 
um, something about a girl that has a curse, whatever. Then Teen Idol is about a girl in charge of an advice column who also has to host a Hollywood star who's doing research for a role and she has to keep him from being discovered. How to Be Popular is about a girl who wants to be popular and she, like, tries to follow this, like, book guide to do so. I have flashes that I might have requested this and, like, read this at the library. I don't know. There's the Heather Wells series, which is five books that seems super all over the place. It's about a pop star who basically, like, lost all of her fame and is now a size 12. The book is literally called Size 12 is Not Fat. And then there's, like, a death, and she decides that she wants to solve it and be, like, a private eye or something. I don't know. It seems very random. Um, the Mediator series is seven books long. It's about a girl who helps ghost crossover. I'm pretty sure she's, like, a teenager or whatever. It seems like a ghost whisperer situation. The Boy series is four books long. I have no idea what they're about because the synopsis for each one is weird as shit, but it seems like maybe some girl who works in HR and then there's like a boy. I don't know. Queen of Babel is a trilogy that I own. I just haven't read them, which is shocking, I know. I don't love the sound of them though, so I'm not sure why I own them. I think I asked for them for like Christmas or something one year and I don't know why. Um, It sounds like it's like a girl who has a big ass mouth and can't control herself and it's like that's not like a quirky, cute, fun quality to me. Like, that's just annoying. So we'll see. Avalon High, I think, is what they made the Disney Channel movie into. Um, it's a four-book series about a high school that I think is linked to Arthurian times or something. I think it's probably more middle grade, but you never know what I'm willing to read. So we'll see. The Abandoned series is three books long. It's something about the underworld. Not really sure. The Little Bridge Island series is four books long. It's like three in a novella, and they seem to be linked in some way, but the characters aren't the same characters in each book. It's more like these are the same characters in the same town kind of thing. Unless I'm mistaken, they're her most recent books, and they're about 20-something-year-olds instead of teenagers. They honestly look like silly romance books, so I'm not really sure I need to read them. The Insatiable series is three books long, and it seems like one is being written but they came out in 2010 and 2011, so that's weird. Um, I don't know if that's like a mistake on Goodreads or what. But they're about a girl who can see the future and ends up dating a vampire. Whatever. Jodie Picoult is someone who I went hard for in high school. I bought so many of her books, but then I never made time to read them. I'm pretty sure if I was a Target, I bought a Jodie Picoult book. And I ended up with a shit ton of Jodie Picoult books. And then I'm pretty sure a lot of them did not make the move to Vermont because I was like, what the fuck am I doing with all these books? Like, I just physically can't. Um, I want to say that 19 Minutes was the first book I read of hers, which was about a school shooting, and it was fantastic. And then I read The Pact, which is, like, the one I feel like everybody's read of hers, that or My Sister's Keeper. Keeper. Um, the Pact is about a suicide pact made between a teen couple, and, like, only one goes through with it, and so then the other one is, like, is that person a murderer kind of thing and that was also fantastic I read the 10th circle but I don't really remember it but I think it was like fucked up relationship like I think like a young girl was dating some older guy and he like raped her or something and then like her mom and her dad are like cheating on each other I also remember they made it into a movie and it had Britt Robinson in it Robertson google her I'm sure you've seen her in something and then I want to say the book also touches on like Dante circles of hell I should reread it I think I should reread all three of these because they were all fantastic. Salem Falls I've read sometime in the last few years. I feel like I've read that one more than once. Like I en- really enjoyed that book and I don't know why. Um, but it was basically like a modern day Salem witch trials. But it was against this guy versus girls or whatever. Um, I read Small Great Things when it came out around 2016. I really liked it. It was about like white supremacists and race and things like that. And the audiobook was fantastic. It has Cassandra Campbell in it, who is my bitch. Um, I don't know who the other two narrators are, but, um, it was very good. I also, um, I got to see Jodi Picoult in Vermont a few years ago. She interviewed Joe Biden about his newest book and it was amazing in every way. Like when I got there and found out Jodi Picoult was the fucking guest interviewer, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, sure. It's exciting that we're here to see Joe Biden, but like, this is the best day of my life. Like it was amazing. So I'm pretty sure I have some of these books. I don't know which ones I have, but I have, she has a shit ton of books. So I'm going to try to like scramble through these. Um, I know at one point I owned my sister's keeper, but I could never get on board with the idea of like having a second child to help with your sick first child so I haven't read it or seen the movie and I'm sure there's like way more to it than that but like that's just 
It just gives me icky vibes, so I've just always put it off. The storyteller is about a lonely girl who strikes up a friendship with an elderly man that she meets in a grief group, and then he ends up telling her something bad he did in his past, and she's, like, struggling to keep it a secret. Plain Truth sounds very familiar, like I've seen a movie about it or something, but it's about a baby that dies in an Amish community that did not die of natural causes, and so there's this defense attorney who wants to help the 18-year-old mother, but there's, like, cultural barriers that make things really difficult, and that sounds interesting house rules sounds like it will fuck me up it's about a teenager with asperger's who is interested in forensic analysis and things like that and then he's accused of murder like he like solves murders in his spare time just like you know figures things out police don't but then he's accused of a murder and i'm like oh god um leaving time is about a woman who's obsessed with finding her mother that she doesn't believe intentionally abandoned her Handle with Care is about a girl born with osteogenesis imperfecta, which is when your bones are brittle and they break or fracture. And it's basically about, like, parents hoping for a healthy child and then dealing with the reality that, like, she's perfect in, like, every way, but, like, she has to deal with this disease. Change of Heart. I really have no idea what it's about. Something about vengeance and forgiveness. It gives me vibes like someone accidentally killed someone's child in, like, an accident or something and, like, the fallout from that. I have always said, which... I don't know how I feel now that I'm actually pregnant, but I've always said I feel like I would be the person that, like, if somebody killed my child, I would forgive them because, like, me hating them isn't going to make me feel better kind of thing. So I feel like that's what this is about. A Spark of Light is a newer one. I think it's maybe her newest book. Um, It's about a woman's reproductive clinic that is held at gunpoint, and it's, like, a hostage situation, and it sounds really good. I think I, like, added this to my TBR because I think it recently came out, and I don't know why I haven't read it yet because I'm like, bitch, this sounds good. Vanishing Acts is about a woman who has the perfect life who starts having flashbacks of things that she doesn't actually recognize and then police show up and I guess confirm that she actually did once have another life so I'm like oh god. Sing You Home is about a couple that loses their baby and the woman wants to try again but the man wants a divorce and then they get divorced and she ends up falling in love again and she starts family and then her ex shows up and tries to like stop it from happening and saying that she's an unfit mother. I think maybe something to do with the baby that died. Keeping the Faith is about a custody battle of a seven-year-old girl who can see God. This might be too woo-woo for me, but I don't know. Lone Wolf is about a family that has an accident one winter night, and then apparently they all have secrets and things that happen. Perfect match. I also think I've read, now that I look at it, um, it's about an attorney who finds out her five-year-old son. Oh, I have. It's about an attorney who finds out that her five-year-old son has been sexually abused, and I remember it being good. I don't think I kept it. I don't think I would reread it. The way that I reread Salem Falls. But I think I remember it being good. Picture Perfect is about two people who meet on a movie set in Africa. And they have this like whirlwind romance and wedding. And then they get back to the United States and things are not so great. The Book of Two Ways came out last year. It's about a woman on a plane that's preparing to crash. And instead of thinking about her husband in those final moments, she ends up thinking about like somebody from her past. And then she ends up surviving. And then she's dealing with these emotions and things that she's unleashed. Mercy, I think I maybe started to read, but I don't think I I don't think I got very far. I think it's about a man who confesses to killing his terminally ill wife out of mercy, like and it's this whole like do people have to suffer? Like when is it okay for people to die kind of thing? And then Wish You Were Here is her newest. I oh, okay, okay. Wish You Were Here, I know is her newest. A Spark of Light I think came out last year maybe, but I wish you were here. I mentioned it in the new releases episode of Goodreads, but it is about a woman who was supposed to go to the Galapagos with her boyfriend, but then he has to stay back at work because he works at a hospital and COVID is spreading and she ends up getting stuck quarantining alone in the Galapagos, which sounds good. There were a few that were like short stories or they just seem kind of weird. So I left them out, but this woman has a zillion books. So like you could literally try to read her backlist forever and never finish. So yeah. Jenny Han's books are fantastic. She wrote the To All the Boys I Love Before series and the Summer I Turn Pretty series, and both are trilogies, and they're perfection, and I love them so much, except for the third book in the Summer I Turn Pretty, but we don't talk about that. Um, if You Live Under a Rock, To All the Boys I Love Before is but a girl who sends out these love letters, or she writes these love letters, they get sent out accidentally, and she ends up fake dating someone, turns into real dating. It's great. We love it so much. Peter Kaminsky. Um, and then the Summer I Turn Pretty series is the stereotypical, like, summer. You go to a beach house. You're in love with, like, the boy that's, like, basically, like, related to you, but he's not at all related to you. And, like, you've always loved him kind of thing. Perfect. Love it so much. She has another three-book series called Burn for Burn that seems like Mean Girls and, like, a revenge situation. So I want to read those just so I can read all of her books. Um, I have Veronica Roth on here. She wrote the Divergent series, which I love so much. And 
I've read all the short little books from Four's perspective as well. She has another series called Carve the Mark that I tried to read, but it was so futuristic and weird that I DNF'd it. But I feel like it's something I need to try in the future because I feel... I just love her writing and I just love her ideas. So I can't imagine that they're bad books. I just need to like get through it. I think it's a duology. I just need to like sit down and get through it. Kira Cass wrote the selection series, which I read for the first time last year, but I really, really liked those. It's like bachelor style setup where girls from different districts are chosen to compete for like the prints or whatever. There's like five books and then a bunch of little novellas about the background characters that were also cute. She also wrote The Siren, which I didn't love. It was like these three girls who are sirens. They live like amongst humans and then like one girl falls for a human and like it's like that sort of thing. And then she also has the Betrothed series, which is a duology and they seem similar to the selection. They're about like a monarchy situation. I think it's like this girl is supposed to date like someone in the monarchy but then like she meets like a commoner or something and she like falls in love with him or something I don't know but I like Kira Cass's writing so like we'll get to it in a similar vein Amy Carter because I think Kira Cass and Amy Carter are both they were both like Harlequin teen writers so I think like they started writing like very young like I'm pretty sure Amy Carter wrote the goddess test when she was like a literal teenager like she was not she had a one in her age (laughs) like a literal teenager um Maybe she was like 21. I don't know. But I really feel like she was like a teenager. Um, She wrote the Goddess Test series. There's like three books and then there's like a bunch of novellas. And I love them so much. It's about a girl in modern times who ends up in this like estate and living with Greek gods and goddesses and things like that. And they are fantastic. I love them so much. She also wrote a series called The Black Coat Rebellion, which sounds like a mixture of Hunger Games and The Selection. This girl has this opportunity to better her status, but it means she's literally taking over the life of another girl. And the girl that she's taking the life over um, is the girl who started this like rebellion that this girl also believes in. And so it sounds decent. There's three books, like we'll see. Jojo Moyes is another author. I feel like that just does not miss. Her books are great. She wrote the Me Before You series, which is three books long. And her books are just like heartbreakingly good. I feel like, I feel like they're just so, they're just so good. I feel like they're more dense than other books. Jodie Bacolt's books are the same way. I feel like they're a lot more dense, but I, st- I just feel like they're still like just so good. Um, Me Before You is about Lou, who is taking care of this guy. Spoiler alert, he dies. And then she goes on and lives her life and things like that. But it's kind of like tied into this like whole like love story situation. Um, I read... The only other book I've read of hers is The Last Letter from Your Lover, which is historical romance. And surprisingly, I love that as well. It's like this love affair discovered in letters in the future. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, So I have high hopes for all the rest of her books. Her books have always kind of been in the back of my mind. Like, oh, if I can ever think of something, like I need to read the rest of Jojo Moy's books. Um, So she has The Giver of Stars, which is a recent one. It's another historical fiction, and I feel like it seems less up my alley than Last Letter to Your Lover, but we'll see. It's something about a woman fighting against men, holding them down during, like, the Depression era. One Plus One is about a woman who is barely holding things together when her husband leaves and then this random stranger pops into her life. It sounds cute. There's, like, kids involved and things like that. The Girl You Left Behind is another historical fiction. It's about World War I in France, but it seems more similar to Last Letter in Your Lover. It takes place like then and now, so I'm interested in that. The Ship of Brides, <laughs> Fuck My Life, is another historical fiction. It takes place during World War II when women are shipped over to their husbands. I have never heard about this being a thing. What the fuck? Paris for One is about a girl who's supposed to go on a Paris trip with her boyfriend, but then he doesn't show up, and her being there alone is not something that she could normally do, like, but she wants to prove to everyone and to herself that she can bop around Paris by herself, so she does. Silver Bay gives me, like, Knights and Rodanthe vibes, and I've never seen or read Knights and Rodanthe, so don't ask me why I think that that's what this is about, but it's, like, this rugged guy who comes and disrupts this woman's life, and they're living in, like, the Bay and with her younger daughter and, like, running a hotel or something, and he, like is also trying to open a hotel or something. I don't know. The Horse Dancer, I have heard good things about, even though it's about a horse girl. Um, I was just listening to um, Shannon Ford's podcast, probably a podcast. It's hilarious if you don't listen to it. And she was saying something about uh, a horse girl. And she's like, listen, if you're a horse girl, welcome. We love having you here. <laughs> so same thing. If you're a horse girl, I'm not I'm not trying to shoo you away. Um, a girl who... It's like this girl who lives with her grandfather and then like I think he dies or something. She ends up having to go live with some other woman or something. I'm not really sure, but I'm curious. I Like I said, I've heard a lot of really good things about it. So whatever. 
night music seems like it's about literally nothing, but it's something about this like historical house that someone ends up getting and then people don't like that someone bought this house. The Peacock Emporium is another historical fiction. <laughs> it takes place during the 60s and it's about these women. This woman who was a debutante and she was like forced to marry this man and years later she's not happy and she doesn't want to be a lady anymore. Sheltering Rain is about an estranged mother-daughter relationship and then the cycle sort of repeats because the daughter and her own daughter also have this like not good relationship but it takes place in Ireland and it sounds cozy so I'm here for it. El Cosmano is the new love of my life because of Finley Donovan is killing it. It's about a mom that's mistaken for a hit woman. If you have not read it yet, please go freaking do so because it's literally the best book I've read all year without question and I'm very excited for the sequels. I think it's supposed to be four books in the series and I was denied on NetGalley because my NetGalley score sucks, but I will at the beginning of 2022 get my hands on a copy of this book and I will read it and I will love it and it will be great. She also has a series called Nearly Boswell, which is two books about a teen girl who's working as an exotic dancer and something about a, ser a serial killer. It's young adult, and so I'm excited because Finley Donovan was not, and the writing was really great. I really loved it. So I can only imagine how much I would love her writing in young adult form, so I'm here for it. She also has another series called Seasons of Storm that is also young adult, and it's about these people that can live forever, but they live forever as a season. But then they have to kill the season that comes before them, which I don't understand. Um, but this winter and spring fall in love with each other. And I guess like winter or spring is supposed to kill winter. So it's like a Romeo and Juliet type thing. I don't know. It sounds bizarre, but I'll try it. She has two standalones, but they both sound weird. So I don't really think that I'm going to concern myself with them. But we love El Cosmano. She's like my favorite new author, hands down, no questions asked. There's also Alice Feeney who wrote Rock, Paper, Scissors, and that was like a really fun thriller, so I want to check out her other books. Rock, Paper, Scissors was about this couple who wasn't happy. The husband had face blindness, and the wife like wasn't feeling seen, like literally, emotionally, like <laughs> whatever. Um, Sometimes I Lie is about a woman who is in a coma, and she like wakes up, but she can't move or talk, and she's pretty sure that she's there because of her husband. Like he put her in the hospital, so I'm like, oh, fuck. His and Hers is about... um a murder situation and the people investigating might actually be the people that are to blame. I've seen a lot of people talk about this and it feels like it's probably really good so I'm excited about that. I Know Who You Are is about a famous actress that people don't really remember who she is but then something about her husband knows her secrets but then he goes missing. I'm sensing a theme with all these books. It's very much like husband and wife like betrayal sort of stuff and it's it's very juicy and then she has a book that's coming out next year called Daisy Darker which seems slightly different it's more about a family of secrets instead of a marriage but that looks interesting too so I'm sure I will try to read that as well um I am always down to find authors that write exciting thrillers so we're here for that Mae Cobb wrote The Hunting Wives, which I freaking loved. It was about this woman who was trying to fit into the cool mom group in Texas, and it was really scandalous, and she's only written a few books so far. Big Woods was set in the 80s, and this girl goes missing, and then her older sister starts having dreams about, like, what happened to her, and it's something about satanic cults. I don't know how I feel about this, but we'll try it. My Summer Darlings sounds a lot like The Hunting Wives. It's about, like, these women in Texas who, like, drink in the afternoons and they're gossiping and, like, whatever. And then this really handsome man comes to town and moves into, like, one of the grandest homes in the neighborhood and they're all, like, vying for his attention. Sounds divine. Sign me up. Chelsea Handler's books are usually hit or miss for me, but I added her on here because her most recent book, Life Will Be the Death of Me and You Too, was fantastic. I have read Are You There, Vodka? It's Me, Chelsea. And I think most of my horizontal life, and those were just okay, but she has other books that I haven't read yet, so we'll see. Um, Chelsea, Chelsea, Bang, Bang, You Gone to Be Kidding Me, and Lies That Chelsea Handler Told Me. All of her books are just stories about her life, but her audiobooks are usually pretty entertaining. They're usually pretty short, and like I said, Life Will Be the Death of Me was fantastic. Like, the stories in that were fantastic. Christina Lauren, or better known as Christina and Lauren, because it's two people, have a ton of books, and most of them are great. Mostly people really seem to like them and have had um like really good experiences I've had mostly pleasant experiences with their books I love the unhoneymooners which is about two people that don't like each other they end up going on a honeymoon for each of their siblings their siblings are the couple that were supposed to go on the honeymoon but they end up going 
for them instead. In a Holidays is a Christmas book, and it was fun. It was not amazing, but it was about a girl who was stuck in a time loop during Christmas time. It was cute. The Soulmate Equation was also pretty good. It was about people finding their soulmate based on their DNA, and I liked it, but there wasn't like enough conflict to me, so it just felt a little fluffy, but it was still very good. And then I DNF'd the Honey Don't List because it was weird and boring and weird, and I just didn't like it. It's something about these two people that are basically like the assistance to like a Chip and Joanna Gaines situation but there was so much about the Chip and Joanna Gaines characters that I just didn't care it was it was weird so the other books that they have are Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Ga- Not Dating which is about two friends who aren't exactly having good luck in relationships and then they decide to start setting each other up on blind dates but then I guess they end up falling for each other in the process Love in Other Words I'm really excited to read because I've seen a lot of people talk about how it's just like such a sad heartbreaking book it seems similar to Josh and Hazel and that it's like two friends that fall for each other but then they have like a falling out and then years later they're still in love with each other I am here for it Roomies is about a girl who has a crush on a street musician who ends up marrying him because he's in the country illegally and he's been helping her uncle on Broadway. I like the forced proximity fake marriage thing, but books about musicians usually bore me for some reason, so we'll see. My favorite half-night stand sounds like all the rest of these books, like a best friend situation that ends up together, but this one sounds really fun. It's about a group of friends that decides that they all are going to get a date from like someone random online to go to this like fancy gala they all have to go to but then like the night before something like the main character and one of the guys hooks up they decide they're better off as friends but then the girl is having a really hard time finding an online um suitor for the gala and then she ends up creating a fake profile I think to just like weed out some of the douchebags and then she ends up um talking to the same guy that she hooked up with and they have like a catfish situation going on and it sounds juicy I'm here for it autobiography is about a boy who enters a seminar and he has to write a book in four months which how the fuck and he ends up like falling for another boy in the seminar in the process twice in a blue moon sounds like a good second chance romance and I'm here for it it's about two people who are each other's first loves and then they had heartbreak and then they come back and they still have feelings for each other a lot of these books sound very repetitive dating you hating you sounds like the stereotypical office enemies to lovers situation it's I think their first single book so I don't have the highest of hopes but I'm gonna keep it on the list and then they have two series called wild seasons and beautiful bastard and I want nothing to do with either just go look at the covers those are books I tend to avoid when it's like a half-dressed man on the cover or like whatever like those books I just clearly avoid Sally Rooney was an instant love for me with normal people It's about these two young adults who cannot get their shit together and are essentially just like friends with benefits, but it's not really benefiting either one of them. It is so heartbreaking and so good and I love it so much. Conversations with friends was just meh to me. Like nothing really happens and the characters weren't likable. Um, I guess the same could be said for normal people, but I feel like I just related to normal people better. Um, I haven't read Beautiful World Where Are You yet because it reminds me of conversations with friends, but it's on my to-do list. It just seems like it's about like friendships, sex, the world, blah, 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 whatever. So I will get to it. Sally, don't disappoint me. I will get to it. Um, Samantha Irby is like Chelsea Handler for me. I had no idea who she was, but I listened to her audiobook for We Are Never Meeting in Real Life and died. It was so hilarious. She has no filter and she's just very honest and raw and she just was hilarious. And she has another book called Wow, No Thank You. And I cannot wait to laugh and enjoy that one the same way that I did this one. I actually might download that like now because I just her book was so funny and I just loved it there's also something called new year same trash resolutions I absolutely did not keep that came out the same year as her first book so we'll see I know some of her they're like essays they're like um which is basically just like one-off jokes or whatever it's like the way that Chelsea Handler's books are um so I know that she has like other books there's something called meaty but that's like basically the same as um we are never meeting in real life or something so it's just like I think a shorter version of that it's like before she got published by like a bigger publication kind of thing she like self-published or published a small amount of her works or things like that so it's kind of tricky to see like which ones are actually books that are out but um they're hilarious and also the book covers are really funny because they're like I think one's like yellow and one's green and they're really bright and they have like a a weird animal on the cover of each of them like one has like a hedgehog I think and I don't remember what the other one is. But I just remember them being like, they're just kind of, oh, I, the first one is a kitten. It's like a trash kitten. I think she talks about that in her books. So I just think she's really funny and I can't, re- can't wait to read or le- actually listen to her other book. And like any book she writes in the future, she's just really funny. 
Nick Stone wrote, Dear Martin, it was short, sweet, to the point. It was such a good take on, like, explaining race and prejudice and affirmative action and all of this stuff, and I loved it so much. It was about this boy, Justice, who wrote letters to Martin Luther King Jr., basically like a diary or a journal. The second book is called Dear Justice, and someone is writing letters to Justice, who's the main character in Dear Martin, and I just, I feel like I'm not interested because I know who the main character of Dear Justice is. It's this guy that's in jail, and I just don't know that I'm going to have the same feelings, but I do want to read it um, at some point. All of her other books are like weird short stories or whatever, so I'm not going to try to read any of those, but I do need to read Dear Justice because Nick Stone's writing is great. Lee Bardugo wrote the Shadow and Bone trilogy, and I have had a bunch of her books in my TBR forever. Shadow and Bone is about this, like, dystopian world where there's different, like, magical rankings, and there's a bad guy who's trying to take power from everyone. It's a whole thing. I don't really know how to explain it. You just have to read it. Um, Six of Crows is a duology that takes place in the same universe, and it's been something that I want to read because, like I said, I want to watch the show, and the show is based on both of them, so I need to, like get it together. Um, there's also a King of Scars duology, which is about another character in Shadow and Bone, so I feel like I have a lot in that series, in that world, to read. And then I also have had Ninth House on my list forever. Um, it's like this underground secret society at Harvard or something. It's not connected to the other books or whatever, but it's still something that I want to read. Um, theoretically, it's the book that I was planning on reading for the DNF prompt of the Pop Sugar Challenge this year, but I might have to pick something else because I just can't seem to pick it up, so I don't really know. Um, but it is a book that I DNF'd last year. I just wasn't into it, and I still am not into it. So maybe I just will never read it, but we'll see. Anne Brashears wrote the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants series, which has like five books in it, and I have yet to read those. Um, I think I've read the second one, maybe, but I didn't even know that there were five, like, until recently, I feel like. So I need to read those. The Last Summer is about two sisters who go to a beach house every year, and there's like all this drama and love sounds like right up my alley perfect the here and now is about a girl who comes to the future where a pandemic has left the world in ruins and she is like here in the future to kind of help prevent or she's in the past to help prevent the spread of the pandemic but she has to follow these like really strict rules and like she ends up falling in love and that's like breaking one of the rules it sounds very timely the whole thing together sounds super weird, but it's about these two girls who have never met, but they share siblings like their parents were once married, and I guess both girls came after the divorce. But one summer, they all end up staying at a beach house that they go to every year all together, and I'm here for it, always with a beach house. If there is a beach house, I will like it. I will read it. I will like it. My Name is Memory is about two people who always end up together throughout time in different lives and different versions of themselves and different, you know, whatever. The boy knows that this is happening, but the girl doesn't. And it, there's like something where she like finds out or something that this is happening. It seems slightly historical based on the time periods that they've gone through and they've lived through. But I think if I like her other books, then I'll give this one a chance because I'll give this one a chance. <laughs> Kelly Desenny wrote The Kite Runner and A Thousand Splendid Sons. I read The Kite Runner in high school, but I want to reread it because I feel like I'm old enough to understand it. I don't think I understood it when I read it. I think I had to read it for school, and I was just like, whatever, and I slogged through it, and like, I want to reread it now because A Thousand Splendid Sons was fantastic, so I want to give this one a better whatever. Um, it is about Afghanistan and like this wealthy boy who has a friendship with his father's servant. The only thing I remember from this book is there's a rape scene, and I was like, oh my god. It's like in the very beginning of the book too, because I was like, fuck. Um, A Thousand Splendid Sons was also set in Africa. Afghanistan and it is about like these three different women and how I think it was three different women I'm pretty sure it's three different women and how like various things happened to them in Afghanistan like when the Taliban came and things like that and how it affected them and it was so good and the mountains echoed is about a family that is in poverty and suffering and it's like their willingness to do anything for each other and like they journey across the country together I don't really know but I've heard it's really good and based on the fact that I really loved a thousand splendid sons I want to read this as well Jason Reynolds, The Reynolds Men. So there's Jason Reynolds, there's Justin A. Reynolds. I'll talk about him later on. But Jason Reynolds wrote the track series, and it's four books about four different kids on the track team. They're all super good. They're super emotional. Like, his voice is fantastic. I love them so much. I also read All American Boys, which was told from a black and white boy's points of view. And um, it's about, a like, a black boy that's beaten by a white police officer. Um, and it was kind of for no reason. It was very short. It was very powerful. It was very good. Look Both Ways is a book I tried to read with the kids, but we ended up DNFing it because it was just like short stories and like it was just kind of boring. We weren't loving it. It 
just like wasn't connecting very well. Long Way Down is about a boy deciding if he's going to murder the man who murdered his brother or not. And it's told in verse and it's told on the way down an elevator. So I bet it's like super high emotions because it's like you're on this floor and then you're on this floor and then like you're just like you know you're going to get there at some point. So I think it's like is he going to go kill this guy or not? Or maybe he's going up the elevator. No, I think it's I think he's going down the elevator. So um, I want to read this. This sounds fantastic. The boy in the black suit is about a boy whose mom died and he works at a funeral home and his dad is a drunk and his life isn't going that great. And then he ends up meeting a girl who has it worse than he does. And it's about like loneliness and bonding over that and wreck me, please. I'm here for it. When I Was the Greatest is about this like good boy who's focused on school and boxing and like staying out of trouble and his friend is the opposite and he always seems to be in trouble and his friend's brother has these like tics that make him say and do things which normally is fine unless they are in the wrong place at the wrong time and I assume that's what happened and something goes wrong and uh, I don't know. (laughs) Um, And there were some other books too but they were just like random little like short stories and things like that so I'm not going to read those but his writing is fantastic. I love him so much. It's so good. The rest of the authors are authors who don't have any more books for me to read, but I didn't want to leave them out because they're still favorites, so I just wanted to, like, quickly mention them and their books. Sherry Lapina is one of my favorite, like, recent in the last couple of years favorite authors. She writes, like, really fast-paced thrillers. She has short chapters, and, like, I've read all of her books, so I don't need to read any of the backlist, but I just love her so much, like, I had to put her on here, and I'm pretty sure that I've talked about all of the books that she's written before, so I'm not even going to do it. Because she has a bunch and I've just, I've literally read all of them. So I've, I know I've talked about all of them on this podcast. Elizabeth Acevedo is another new favorite. She writes like young adult in like poetry or like verse. I really loved Clap When You Land and The Poet X, but I did DNF with The Fire on High. I think I could have liked it if I kept going, but it was about like cooking and I just wasn't into it. Clap When You Land is about these two girls that share a father but they didn't know that until their father dies one lives in like New York City one lives in the Dominican Republic and it's about them meeting and like how this affects them it was super good and the poet x is basically this girl just trying to find her voice trying to figure out who she is just like kind of dealing with growing up and stuff and I honestly love that one even more Emma Lord, I discovered when I read Tweet Cute, and I instantly was like, oh my god, I love her so much. Tweet Cute went to, like, the top of my, like, favorites list, and I also read You Have a Match, and I hated it. Um, Tweet Cute is about these two, like, teens that have, like, rivaling, like, their families are, like, rivaling, um, have rivaling restaurants, and then they, like, sort of strike up a friendship online and in person and it's like kind of the fallout of that and it was so good I um did not like like I said you have a match it's like this girl who finds out that she has a sister and that meeting and it was like supposed to be like parent trap and it was just kind of boring um and then she has another book coming out next year called when you get the chance and it doesn't sound great but we'll see it's about this girl who's an aspiring stage actress and the trials and tribulations that she faces with that Shelby Meharan wrote the Serpent and Dove series, which I only liked the first one. I only like Serpent and Dove. It's three books. I would be interested in whatever she writes in the future, though, because I really did enjoy Serpent and Dove. I just, the second book, Blood and Honey, I just was not, I was just not feeling it. It was just, like, weird, and I didn't like it. Um, I probably should have stuck it out, especially because I'm pretty sure Gods and Monsters, which is the third one I think a lot of people liked, so I probably should have stuck it out. Maybe sometime down the road I'll try to read it again or something, but for now, that's all she's got, so if she writes something in the future, I would check it out. Angie Thomas wrote The Hate You Give and Concrete Rose, both of which I loved. The Hate You Give is about a girl whose friend is pulled over and he's killed by a police officer, and then Concrete Rose is about her father in, like, before she was born, and it's, like, drugs and gangs and things like that and that was even better I love that so much I DNF'd on the come up because I was just bored it's another example of like I don't enjoy books about musicians I just don't so she was like a singer or a rapper or something and I was just like bored um Justin A. Reynolds is the one that I always mix up with Jason Reynolds he wrote two books that I really loved and I cannot wait for him to write more he wrote Opposite of Always which was a little bit of a time loop book where he meets a girl at a party and then like gets stuck over and over it was really good um I always say this but the voice in that book is so relatable which is hilarious because he's a teenage black boy and I'm a 30 year old white woman so the fact that I can relate to this book is just like the fact that I just like when he's talking, I'm just like, oh yeah, I can totally picture that in my head. I can totally see it. Like his, the, his 
voice and the writing is so fucking good. I love it so much. He just like really works for me. And then he also wrote Early Departures, which I don't think I loved as much, but it was still like really good. The voice was really good. The writing was really good. I think I give it like four stars and I'm definitely excited for more books by him. So love him so much. And then last but not least, Alex Michaelitis, he wrote The Silent Patient and oh my fucking God, I have never read a better twist in a book. It caught me by such a surprise and I was not expecting anything and it was everything. The Maidens was not as good, but I still really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the writing. I enjoyed the twists. I enjoyed the turns and all the things that happened. And I'm definitely excited for anything that he writes in the future because I loved both of these books. So those are all of my favorites. Um, I think as I was doing this, I was thinking about people that I remember giving five stars to that for some reason didn't pop up on this list. Like, I remember I read The Last Thing You Told Me by Laura Dave, and I gave that five stars, but she was not on this list when I was making it, so I don't know why that didn't pop up. Um, I do know I read 800 Grapes or something by her, and I didn't love that as much, so I think, like, previously her books were not, um, her books were not, like, thrillers, so I think if she continues to write thrillers, I would like to read those, but her other books, maybe not. I also remembered like Melissa De La Cruz. I really liked her books. Um, she had like the Au Pair series, which was really fun. She also wrote the Descendant series. She's written like a lot of series actually. She's written a bunch of books and I've read some of her like standalones. Um, I think something, something, there was one about a girl who was in the country illegally, like her family was in the country illegally and I learned a lot about immigration stuff in that book. It was very educational. Um, it was like a fiction book, but it was very educational. So I really enjoyed Melissa De La Cruz. I'm trying to think of other people. There are people that were popping in my head, but I just can't remember them now. So for now, that's that's all I got. Um, this is more than enough books. I have a ton of books on this list. Um, I also was thinking about C.S. Lewis because I want to read the rest of the freaking um the rest of the line the witch in the wardrobe series because that's been my goal for the last like two years and I've done a really bang up job um because I really love the first book I need to read the rest of them I'm also like working my way through the gossip girl series those aren't that great oh I forgot Sarah Shepard I forgot Sarah Shepard I just remember that she's got a lot of standalone books too that I've had on my TBR that I haven't read yet so this is not a perfect list but you get the gist. You get, like, this is my type, basically. I like books that are either, like, deeply emotional and about, like, really hard topics that are covered in a really good way, like um, Jodi Picoult, like, those kind of books. I like thrilling books, so, like, Sherry Lapina, Alex Michaelitis, like, things like that. I like young adult books, so I like Lauren Barnhold. I like Sarah Dessen. I like people like that. Um, I like very well-written poignant books about things that are happening today and especially if they're from like a young adult perspective because I feel like they break things down a lot easier so like Angie Thomas, Jason Reynolds, Justin A. Reynolds like those kinds of things um and Nick Stone so Elizabeth Elizabeth Acevedo um so I just I I feel like I have a type although not all of these people seem to fit in that type if you know what I'm saying but I feel like they all kind of I feel like the things that I really enjoy in books I re- or like second chance romance like Christina Lauren things like that I think the things that I really enjoy in books I really enjoy like thrillers I really enjoy young adult I really enjoy books that have like a very strong solid message I really enjoy books that are I, I don't enjoy romance books but I enjoy books that like make you feel happy that they found each other kind of thing which is romance but like not I think that's why I like second chance romance I think that's like why I've discovered like that's like where I'm like sitting or like falling in love with your best friend kind of thing like I think I could also do um so yeah those are all the books that I love and then also randomly we love a vampire series (laughs) for no absolute reason but it's just that good so I have a ton of books to read in the future Um, and I'm sure I will reread books that I've already read instead of reading all their backlists, but this is like a low key goal. I'm going to try to set for myself. I also, of course, will do the pop sugar reading challenge. Remember the fuck that comes out. I'm just like on pins and needles waiting for them to release next year's challenge, even though I haven't finished this year's challenge because the prompts are too hard for me. Um, but I do feel like, so in this situation, I feel like a lot of the people are white women, they're all very similar. It's like all kind of the same thing. I have like a few that are not, but other than that, like 
I pretty much have a type as far as the authors that I read. So I, like I've said many times, I love the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge because I feel like it forces me to branch out. So I will try to do that as well next year. Again, if I'm only reading like 60 books, I don't know how I'm going to do that in this. But this is like a personal goal I have for myself is just to get through all of my favorite authors so I can truly say like, I read every single one of their books and they're fantastic. Okay, okay. So um, if you have a favorite author that I did not mention, please let me know. Um, specifically, if they fit into my cookie cutter version of what my type is, um, if that doesn't make sense to you. I understand because it doesn't make sense to me, but it does make sense to me. So figure it out. We're just going to go with it. Um, you people know what I like. You people listen to these podcasts. Uh, you know, you hear all the books that are good and bad and whatever, in my opinion. Um, so if you have somebody that you would like to recommend, please do. Because I'm always looking to make my TBR 25,000 books longer at all times. I'm always looking to do that. So please let me know. She read he said at gmail.com. I am so excited to hear who your favorite authors are. And until next time, friends, ciao.